What's, what's up? up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Lady. <laughs> I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of You I Do. The podcast that is going to tell you why the price is the price. Are you tired of your vendors telling you that the price is the price? Because I am. (sighs) But you know, there's inflation everywhere. But now it's like getting old because we're tired. (laughs) We're tired. So tired. And we're all dealing with this. Like inflation is not just in one space or is in one pocket of the world. It's literally taking over every single thing that we do like look at anything just look around in your room in your car in your cubicle wherever you are you will probably see or you are already surrounded by at least five things that have been impacted by the cost of everything going up and supply chain issues and just everything being so much more expensive than what we know it to be in the wedding industry. They're also impacted by this. This didn't surpass them. The goods and and the supplies have increased in price. And so basically the vendors are now having to raise their prices as well. So everyone is taking a hit. Definitely. So we brought back one of our favorite frienders on This episode to kind of like help us make sense of it all, explain why things cost the way they cost, but then also give us some insight into like what this means for wedding vendors as business professionals and what this means for them in terms of the profit they are able to make, you know, like the money their business brings in. So I think this is going to be a really, really good listen, whether you're a vendor, a bride, a wife, anybody. Stay tuned. We have a wonderful returning special guest with us today. Yes. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer Price. I'm the owner and lead planner of Event Shop Chicago. We are a wedding planning company based in the Chicagoland area. And to say I'm elated to be back would be an understatement. I am so happy to chat with y'all again. We are so happy to have you back. You are one of our faves. We claimed it on the first time you came on and... It's just, you know, this is not the last time. Okay, <laughs> good. I thought you were like trying to get me out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> we love us some Jennifer Price, okay? And I feel like your name has, has been brought up by other guests as well. So mm-hmm. you are out there popping. Oh, yes. that's so dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is great. It is one of the best feelings is like when my couples will text me or my brides will text me like, oh my God, I just heard you on my favorite podcast. And I was like, I already know which one you're talking about. I love them too. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> and I think it's so funny that like your last name is Price because of what we're talking about today. Like it is so <laughs> perfect. Like who else do we get to talk about this topic with? But you like it's it's just perfect. 
Yes, I'm excited about it. This is such a, an important topic for like the planning process today. This is a topic that I'm so glad you guys are covering because a, a lot of um, other like podcasts and blogs are attempting to get into it, but they're just scratching the surface. So I'm, I'm glad to do a deep dive with y'all today. For sure. You know us, we don't, we don't like the surface. We, we <laughs> dig a little deep. Like when we were working on the questions for this, Tania was like, do we go shallow? I was like, nah, we heal, nah. I do. We going deep. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're going all the way in. Um, but for people that maybe this is their first episode or maybe they just discovered the podcast, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I have a wedding planning firm in Chicago and we are a team of seven um, amazing wedding planners. I know I'm biased, but I think we're amazing. And our job really is to just make sure that we are helping couples tell their love story through their wedding details. So when guests leave your wedding, we want them to say, oh my gosh, that was so them when they did this. That's how we know we've done our job. And so we just want you to have an experience. We want to tell your love story. And I mean, that is really what we live for. Perfect. And that's the type of person, that's the type of vendor we need with us because this is already very stressful. (laughs) It's such a stressful time sometimes planning. And so to actually have someone that's just as happy and passionate and as excited as we are that can advocate for us, I think is like a hundred percent. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I will tell you, probably one of my worst parts of this job is actually saying bye to my couples at the end of the wedding process. I get like a little bit of wedding blues with them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we've talked almost every day for a year and a half. And then it's just like, bye. That's too much for me. Exactly. I, it's, I know Tania feels the same way. Like, Yeah, I was about to say, I can definitely relate to that (laughs) because it's weird it's weird like you know because like you said you talk to this person every single day almost every single day um and it's like and it's just like the norm for a full year and it's like you're losing not really losing a friend but low-key it's like you're losing a friend (laughs) yes I'm like yeah what about your dog's birthday that's coming up and I know your aunt is coming to visit from Ecuador like I know all these things about you yeah (laughs) but thankfully you know well I've been able to keep in touch with some of my vendors that I was close to so I have that but yeah definitely 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 it does feel like you're losing you know, a part of you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but for you, I mean, it's like every single year you're losing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like this past weekend, I worked with a couple of maids and couples the weekend before. And like this weekend, we don't have a wedding. And I'm just like, dang, where are my friends? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Wait, yeah. so do you keep in touch with any of your couples at all? Yes. Yeah, so I am like, I become Instagram friends with my couples like all day. Um, and it's even in one case, one of my favorite couples, I'm like really good Instagram friends with the bride's brother because of the planning process so you know we may not see each other in person but I'm totally like wish them happy birthdays and ask them about like their trip they just came back from so that's probably one of my favorite part that's so sweet <laughs> I love that you spend all this time with someone there should be a relationship that formed and it yeah. shouldn't just end because the wedding is over like I get it I get it right yeah and then like too every now and then there's a couple who we don't go back looking for but for the most part like (laughs) we interview our couples just as much as they're interviewing us so Mm. we're usually getting a good vibe from them definitely 
Definitely. Well, again, we are happy to have you. We are excited to go into this topic. But first, y'all know we have to play a quick game of this or that. Um, Yay, my favorite. (laughs) Which we play every single week. You know, you choose between one option or the other and you explain why. And because you are our wonderful guest, Jennifer, we are going to ask you to go first. Then Tania will answer, then we'll start back over. So quick four rounds, but to start now for this perspective, you can speak more to, well, no, you know what? <laughs> Let's have it where you are in the bride's seat, you know, Ooh, so you're not okay. a vendor here. Yes. So we're all on the same playing grounds with this. So I like this. I like this. (laughs) This is hard. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. So to start, if you were seeking vendors, would you prefer that your vendors put their pricing on their website or would you prefer to get the pricing after like reaching out to the vendor? Mm, this is hard. I can't believe y'all put me in this position. Okay. <laughs> so it, when I was getting married decades ago, I did want to know at least a starting price because I had a very tight budget. I was like, look, if you are, if your minimum is like $80,000, then it's no need for us to even talk. But if, you know, your minimum is closer to my budget and if I like lose one or two things, you know, maybe we can make this work, then I do want to talk, but I need to know like a starting price. So I love when vendors are like starting at, or most of my couples spend on average X amount of dollars. Mm. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Tania. So I like it when um, the vendors let me know, you know, like an estimate of how much things will cost. And so, you know, like Jennifer said, I definitely agree. Definitely want to know, you know, at least like a starting price, because then I know whether or not if we can move forward or not. Because sometimes if it's out of my budget, then then I won't waste their time nor my right. time. So, um, so I love it when, you know, that is present on the website. But, you know, lately, a lot of vendors don't really post that unless you reach out to them. So it's like, well, dang, like, you're out of my budget. But if I would have mm. known that beforehand, then you wouldn't have wasted your time. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I definitely like it when they're more transparent with the gen population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's... Any vendor listening to this, you guys have to at least put a starting price. Like you, your yes. time is just as valuable. Okay. I'm leaving the vendor seat. I'm coming back to the party. <laughs> I'm ready. But you know what? Like this was actually a recent like conversation on TikTok because I did a video that was like, these are reasons why your vendor doesn't put their price on the website. And most people were like, if they don't put their price on their website, I'm not reaching out. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't care. And some are like, you know, some of the vendors that responded said that they put, you know, starting prices so that, you know, people are kind of aware, like, this is what could occur, or this is kind of where we're starting at. But I think too, like, I get it why some don't, but it's like, you're wasting people's time. And you're also probably wasting your time because right. if people are like reaching out to you and they are way under budget, you could eliminate this from jump if you mm-hmm. would have just been like starting at boom, you know, so just a thought. 
for me, it got to the point where, you know, after I, I reached out to a couple of people, you know, um, I noticed that the language was kind of sort of different. And so basically, you know, if it said investment, I knew that, okay, well, I reached out to um, a vendor and they had the language as investment. And I was like, hmm, and they were out of my budget. So then I put two two together and I'm like, you know what, anyone who says investment on their website, then that means I can't afford them, you know, just because, (laughs) (laughs) but I kind of just shied away from all those vendors who had investment on their website, just because I was like, I don't want to waste their time. And, you know, and also I don't want to waste my time either because I'm on a time crunch. Right. And money is not going to come out of thin air. Like it's one thing to have a budget and say, I'm going to spend 60,000, maybe 70,000. You can't go from spending 60 to 200. That's not how this works. So exactly. If you in that 200 price point, that's great. There are customers who want it, but you got, so I got to find somebody closer to me. Exactly. All right. So second round. Would you prefer to work with a vendor that provides custom packages or custom pricing based on what you want, or would you prefer flat rates? And I know that like, depending on the vendor, like it can actually vary, but just think of the majority. Would you prefer to get custom packages or just flat rates of like, these are the packages we offer. This is what it is. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so this is going to be bad for business for me because we do a ton of custom, but I think flat rates, like with flat rates, Mm. here's why I would say flat rates, especially when I was getting married. Um, It it usually means efficiency. If somebody's offering you a flat rate, that means they have this down to a science. They know what steps are going to happen. You can deviate a little bit from the process, but that usually means that they know what they're doing. They're going to get it done quick and efficient. And I love efficiency. Like even in my personal life, that is my love language. So I would probably end up going with somebody who has like, this is the packet. This is what you get. If you want to add one cherry to the Sunday, cool, let's do it. But otherwise we move it. Okay. And again, this is just a game. So if you are an event <laughs> shop, Chicago <laughs> prospective bride, like, listen, this, this is just a game. Okay. Right. We got your custom package. It's coming up within 24 hours as I promised. <laughs> All right. Tania. So, you know, uh, I think what I'm going to do is I will say, it all depends on the vendor. Now I'm going to be complicated. I'm sorry, Ashley. I know that's not what you asked. You're always complicated. So yeah, I know. Just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) What's new? It all depends on the vendor, to be honest. Photographers, videographers. Yes. I would like to pay, you know, like based off of like the package, you know, if I want to go ahead and add some a la carte, then let me go ahead and do that. But for like my event designer or like my wedding planner, depending on you know, if he or she is handling the designs and stuff like that, then I would like a more custom price just because I know that prices yes. will vary True. depending on being added to mm-hmm. your, um, your event. And so, you know, right. so for example, uh, flowers, you know, depending right. on, the, on the type of flower that you may choose, you know, that I mean, of course, like that price may vary. So like, what if I was a client and, and let's say I want a baby's breath, granted, you know, like baby's breath is probably up there now, It is, <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically instead of getting peonies out of season, you know, I'm choosing baby's breath. So there's going to be a cost difference or like a price difference there. And so I would like it to be custom to, you know, to what I want. 
in those areas. But other vendors like maybe the caterer, maybe the videographer, I'm like the photographer and all them, you know, and like the rentals and stuff like that. Yes, go ahead and give me a set cost, but I prefer a custom custom price depending on the vendor. I know that was a long way of me saying that, but right. I mean, Y'all will understand when y'all start an- planning. <laughs> Tania just said both in a very long, <laughs> drawn out. I was, thinking. I was like, she said both. And I want to say that and that wasn't fair. <laughs> See? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jennifer. I'm like, I'm a little complicated here. So uh, every I apologize. Time. I, every time. I mean, no, but I just got them planning. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's fresh for me too, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably just want, if I had to pick one or the other, I would just pick flat rates because that just gives me pricing to go off of, you know, I may have to be creative within those flat rates to see what I can and can't do, but I feel like you can equal it up a little bit better than a bunch of custom packages. So we'll see, you know, all right, round three. So would you prefer to get married within nine months, knowing that you're dealing with a climate of like wedding inflation, or would you prefer to wait an extra 18 months and hope that some of these prices will come down? Oh no, nine months, nine months. I'm a hopeless (laughs) romantic. I would rather give things up and marry the love of my life than to wait 18 months and realize that he doesn't do dishes and maybe I don't marry him. That's something real personal. It, you know, I love him. I do love him, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he realized he don't do that. That's too funny. Oh my uh, god, Tania, what about you? Nine months as well. <laughs> yeah, nine months. Okay. I don't really have a reason behind that, but yeah, that's yeah. fine because you gave yeah. us too much of a reason on the last. So I know, <laughs> I know. That's why I'm giving y'all this nine months. <laughs> I agree with y'all because at the rate this is going in 18 months, it's going to be more expensive. (laughs) True. Does not mean it will come down. True. Exactly. Like the prices of houses may come down by then, but I don't know. You know, the prices go up and they don't really come back. (laughs) All right. So the final round after getting your invoice, Your vendor comes back to you and says, hey, we're going to actually need you to pay an extra $3,500 to cover these additional materials because now the prices have gone up or whatever you paid is what it is, but you are now getting less or maybe a lesser quality because of the wedding inflation. This this should be a real question. This could not be a hot seat question. <laughs> oh man. So it's so much into that. And I'm as a consumer, mm-hmm. I would, of course, in the ideal utopia, um, of course, I would like to get what was quoted. But as a small business owner, I totally understand how things change. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a hard one. You can for this, you can answer however you want. Okay. So this has happened a ton of times and hopefully we'll dive into it a little more detail as we chat, but I think I would like to get what 
I can afford. So if that means they come back to me and say, you know, instead of chicken breast, we might have to do chicken thighs. I like dark meat anyway. So I'd be like, all right, great. I don't think I would want someone to like lose their business based on the inflated prices. Okay. Yes. Final answer. Okay. Final answer. All right. <laughs> okay. Tania. Oh, um, I really don't like this question because both is kind of like, hmm, you're kind of screwed, but I don't want to pay $3,500, especially as I'm getting close to the event. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to have to work something else out. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm guessing like the one that you said, like the less quality or uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But you don't pay anything extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then but then it's kind of like, dang, you, I'm like, you run the risk of mm-hmm. everyone talking about your food or talking yep. about whatever. Because it's, 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 your, it's your flowers <laughs> and it's your catering. Like, yeah, that's, that's really where you're yes. seeing this. Yes. And like to this day, people are still talking about the brisket that they had at my wedding. So I'm your like, salmon was good. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Mm-hmm. But everyone continues to talk about how good the food was. And so I would hate for them to be like, hmm. That chicken was real dry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm still going to say, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll choose the latter. All right. Good point. I would as well. Because like you said, the closer you get to the wedding, the more, the less you are trying to pay <laughs> more because there are a lot of additional costs that come up that you forgot about. You didn't consider something just happens. And it's like, you know what? We going to make do with what we got because I'm tired. We all tired. <laughs> we are all so tired but that was an intentional like final question so that we could really dive into this because you know everybody's talking about the prices the price we're seeing inflation occur everywhere not even just in the wedding industry like we're seeing the shortages with baby formula we're seeing you know the housing market be freaking ridiculous we're seeing the shortage of computer chips that's why there are no cars on the dealership floors Mm -hmm. you know like we're just seeing the pandemic created such a ripple effect that it is ridiculous like at one point The only thing that we couldn't find was paper towels and toilet paper. Now, (laughs) like even earlier today, I was trying to buy a camera and the camera I initially wanted to get is sold out. Or if it is, it's marked up. And I'm like, I'm not about to pay an extra 300 plus dollars for something that I know is sold as a kit for less, you know, so saying all that to say inflation is hitting us everywhere, but between inflation and I think just the lack of understanding and knowledge around wedding prices, wedding vendors as a business, I think the conversation we're going to have is going to be very, very valuable. It's going to be another one that's like, you know, people are referring back to (laughs) like way later, just because people aren't talking about this or people are not going deep into why, you know, like, why are the prices the price? Why are mm-hmm. things going up? Like, we're just seeing it, but there's no, this is why. So to start, can you explain to us 
listeners and brides to be vendors, everybody that's listening. What is the reason right now behind wedding inflation? Ooh, all right. So you, you named so many reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Supply chains and all those things are like a, a big part of the wedding pricing. But also, you know, I think if, if I break it down on a very simple scale, there are only 24 hours in the day. You know, mm-hmm. there are only we cannot add more hours no matter how many things we want to do. And so let's say I sleep for six of them, which is a good night. And then maybe I say, what's up to my family for two of them? You know, it's still not a lot of hours left to complete the amount of work that needs to be done. So if I want to prevent myself from working for less than minimum wage, I do have to price accordingly in order to do those things. So, you know, I, I've never been, I've never backed down from explaining to my couples why we price the way we price. Um, it's even a little joke, you know, people, I've had vendors speak amongst themselves and didn't think I was here. And I was like, oh, I would hire Jennifer and I think they're too expensive. You know, we have to take a lot of things in consideration when we create our pricing. And it's not mm-hmm. a dartboard that we throw a dart at and how we create it. You know, we look at what our business insurance costs when we have to get certificates of insurance to work in those beautiful venues that you guys pick. Um, the, the gas prices. If I have to drive to your venue eight times and gas in Chicago right now is like $5.50 a gallon. So, you know, I have to take that into consideration. Um, you know, parking, all of those things. Um, paying the team to be there. You know, we work with an assistant on the wedding day. I have to pay that person enough money to make it worth it for them to want to get out of bed. So it can't be $10 an hour. So there are so many things that come into how we price as wedding pros. And unfortunately, people sit at home and like, girl, they're just trying to get off me because it's a wedding. No, that's not what we try to do. We're also trying to make a living. Uh, I joke with my family and I joked with you too. My two children are gorgeous, but they do not eat air. They like food. So I have to bring home <laughs> enough to help feed them. Right. That's so true. I think I'm noticing more on, I mean, I see it sometimes on the Facebook groups, but we've been really into like TikTok the last like two, three months, or I'll say for a few months because by the mm-hmm. time this comes out, but there is, I think a misconception that one, the things you hit on because it's a wedding is priced higher and two people shouldn't get paid for the labor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm Mm -hmm. noticing that because it's like, why does this have to cost this? Because if I do this myself, like that was right. I've seen this conversation pop up multiple times. That's like, if I just went ahead and rented this, then it's this much, but she charges me to rent it and it's this cost instead. It's like 1.5 times higher. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, because you are like asking a business to do this, you know, like, yes, you can do a lot of these things, but then who's going to handle it at the end? Who's going to, you know, be in charge of all this, like just by you renting it versus your say floral designer renting it you know, you have to take into account, into account that like people are doing something for you. (laughs) They should get paid for that. They shouldn't get pennies necessarily because they are doing these things because y'all have families, like y'all have bills to pay. Like we all do, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why is it that people that work in the wedding and event space should not make a profit? You know, like to me, it's it's wild to even think of it 
like that. And, you know, I, I hear it so much with my caterer and like design and floral frienders, how people come to them and say, if I supply the candles, if I supply the vases, if I supply all these things, can you just set it up for me? And they're like, actually, no, because then who's going to break all those things down? Who's going to pack them up? Couples are always telling us, we're, we'll bring the candles if you guys just set them up. I was like, so just so you know, you have to get them to the venue the day of, because they won't let you bring them beforehand because they got a wedding the day before and the day after. So you have to get them to the venue the day of. You have to store them somewhere. You have to carry them back to the room that we'll be setting them up. We have to set them up. We have to blow out the candles. We have to wait for the wax to cool so they don't get everywhere. Then you in your wedding dress on the night of your wedding, after you've had all this fun and had seven cocktails, have to figure out how to get those candles back home somewhere. It's not worth it. Just pay the vendors. It's so much easier for them to do it and you don't have to worry about it. And yes, it will cost you more money because then that florist has to go home and clean the wax out of that jar so they can use it for the next week. So it's not Mm -hmm. just the things that you see on the wedding day. There's so much leading up to it and so much afterwards. That is why things are priced the way they are because of all the labor that comes with it. Yes, they're only cooking you chicken for your meal, but they had to shop for the chicken, store the chicken, season the chicken, Mm -hmm. fry the chicken, clean up after they fried the chicken. Like it's so many more steps. Right. It's not Ooh, and just you miss the one the bill every month. <laughs> right. <laughs> order, right. That's true. The chicken. <laughs> yeah. Cause they don't, I mean, they had to rent the catering kitchen to be able to, you know, even test this recipe for you. Yes. And then, you know, like some of these places don't, especially some of these caterers, they're not working out of a, like a full fledged kitchen nine to five, you know, like mm-hmm. they're renting a kitchen when they need the kitchen. Or if um, they are, they have to pay the light bill for that kitchen every hello. day. And like you said, the insurance. And mm-hmm. it's not just them doing this by themselves. If whether you have a plated meal or a buffet or what have you, that's people that have to be there. So you're dealing with the staff. like, yep. And they have to get paid <laughs> a viable wage. You know, like right. you can't say you want people at McDonald's to make more than you know like at least $15 an hour but not translate that same level of respect (laughs) to the wedding and events community as well oh it's wild okay so how is wedding inflation impacting vendors and clients you know this is an obvious question but for the cheap seats in the back yeah, you know, it's, it's very obvious, but it's such an emotional roller coaster for everybody because, you know, we get into this line of work because typically we love love, right? We're people pleasers. We want people to have an amazing wedding day. So it is hurtful for us to go back and tell couples, hey, you know, I know you paid this. We've been invoiced this already, but the price of this asparagus is now four times what it was when I quoted you. I know a lot of catering contracts Mm -hmm. will have that clause in their contract and think some florists will, but, you know, everybody doesn't read the fine print all the time. And I've had to sit down with couples and explain to them, like, this is not a malicious thing that your caterer is doing. They're really trying to make sure they don't go underwater and that they're alive and kicking at the time of your wedding. So you don't have to find a new one, uh, you know, a new caterer a month before your wedding because they couldn't keep their doors open. So I think it's it's really affecting the wedding industry and couples because it is one of the arguably most important days of your life, but it adds so much additional stress to it when things like this happen. But I want couples to know that the vendors are just as stressed. The, 
to come back to your couple and ask for more money on something you've already invoiced them on. You call three of your vendor friends, you've chatted with their spouse, you've even chatted with somebody on your team to make sure this is the right move because you don't want to do it. You're forced to. You're really between a rock and a hard place if you're doing that. That definitely happened to me. That is oh. definitely what my caterer did because I, I got engaged 2019. I got married twice. <laughs> really? Like I had my 2020 wedding and then my 21 wedding of what it should have been in 2020, which meant we're kicking the can down the road for mm-hmm. some of these um, invoices and materials and ingredients are going up and there is nothing anyone can do. And my caterer tried looking many places for several months. And she was like about three, four months out. Hey, look, this is probably what it's going to be. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to see. I got a few more places I'm going to go to. But this is what it's looking like. And I'm thinking because I have now way less people than we had initially invoiced for back in 2019. We have cut this down by almost half in terms of the amount of people invited, not even the amount of people that showed up. I still had to pay more at the end of the day. I still ended up coming out like an extra $300, $400. And that was just because that's just how, and I'm thinking, you know, like, Ooh, okay. I'm about to save some money, you know, like this budget (laughs) about to, nope. The budget did not care. The budget was like, I I can't do anything (laughs) unless like we just really scale back on the food. But based on what you wanted, this is now just, these are the times we're in. Chicken is up, beef is up, you know, like everything. Seafood is up, you know, like, okay, I know you said you didn't want catfish, but we don't have to have swai because. (laughs) (laughs) So how do vendors price? Is it based on an itemization or a certain number? So I think a smart vendor, I can't speak for everybody, but a really smart vendor who's taking their pricing seriously, they have looked at what their expenses are and then looked at um, what they are hoping to kind of bring home as a profit after they do all those things. So I even take into consideration like the softwares we use. There are several that we have to pay for that cost a monthly fee. Um, I take into consideration our office space where we host the meetings that we have with our couples in person. Um, I even take into consideration like because we have employees on our team, I have to pay an employee tax to the government for them. So, um, and then the other thing that I look at is how many hours it usually takes me to complete a certain package or job. So, you know, we have three different levels. We do kind of like a base, a mid, and a full service, where we think that our base typically takes us anywhere between 25 to 28 hours to complete. So that is kind of how we build our pricing based on um, what I have to pay out an hour to that person who's doing it for myself, et cetera. And then I look at that and create the price. It is not um, a dartboard. You know, it's not a stab in the dark. I don't look at pricing from other companies and say, oh, they charge this. I'm going to charge this. I kind of look at what we need to survive, what we need to make sure I'm saving money. And all those things are taken into consideration. And that makes sense. And thank you so much for, you know, like being transparent with us because a lot of brides and grooms out there, you know, always wonder, well, why does it cost so much? And, you know, and they kind of get upset when they find out, okay, well, what I was, you know, what I originally thought the price was going to be, you know, is actually 
higher, you know, so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for, you know, giving us that gem because a lot of people don't think about that, you know? So one of the things that I run into often with couples is they say, I want a day of wedding planner. And that word in itself indicates that we literally show up on the day of your wedding. We do things and we leave, but that is impossible. Unfortunately, there's someone who, who says they can show up on the day of your wedding and do it. They're not going to do it right. And I, I don't eat, just don't even have a wedding coordinator if you go do that. Because really what we do is even with our base package, we have at least two meetings with a couple. We meet with every one of their vendors. So if you have a DJ, a florist, um, if you have a caterer, if you have a photo booth, if you have hair and makeup, if hair and makeup are different, we have a meeting with each one of them to make sure they understand their expectations for the day. We go to your final walkthrough, we go to your rehearsal, and we spend eight to 12 hours on your wedding day to do things. And that doesn't include the admin work that we do, like the work that it takes to create your timeline, to make sure you have a permit for your photo location. Like all of these things are something that we do. So it's not the just show up on the day of your wedding and do the things. In order for it to be good, we have to do so much behind the scenes work beforehand. And those hours are taken into consideration with our pricing. So I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions when you hire a coordinator is that they just kind of like pop up with this magic wand and boom, everything's great. Unfortunately, no. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So a second part to that question, what portion of the cost do you pass along to the client to remain competitive in the industry? This question is stems from vendors are actually stating that, you know, yes, like my prices have increased because I don't want to be booked every single weekend. Yeah, that's the big thing. You know, a lot of company owners will look at their business model and decide if they are going to be kind of like a quantity business model or a quality business model. And I don't mean that in a bad way, right? So I don't mean that like they're not producing good quality work, but some companies base their work on, I have to do 90 weddings a year in order to make my ends meet based on my pricing. And some companies are like, I have to do 10 weddings a year in order to make my ends meet based on my pricing. I think, you know, everybody's a little bit different and there's room in the market for both types of company, but I think that will determine how much they pass on to the client. Um, I think I can speak in our case, we do a nice amount of weddings a year and we have a team of seven planners. So, you know, I make it so that we don't work every weekend, so we're not burnt out. And also, you know, our pricing is a little bit more competitive than some of my colleagues because, you know, we don't have to, we can take more weddings to get to where we need to be. Um, And I know plenty of company, wedding planning companies here in the Chicagoland area that literally only do like 10 weddings a year. You know, I think it's kind of like whatever your, whatever you prefer as the planning or the owner of the company. But, you know, I think every planner or every business owner is going to pass off a little bit of their expenses to their company the same way Target does when you go to that dollar aisle, right? Like they probably pay 20 cents for a lot of stuff in a dollar aisle, but in order to make sure that they're clean, unlike Walmart, no diss to Walmart shoppers, but <laughs> you know, everybody knows there's a difference between Walmart and Target. It's a difference. And it's up to you where you like to shop and not, neither is bad, but you definitely see the pricing reflects the, the, the store that you're in. You are absolutely right about that because I will definitely go to Target, even though I know that it is very expensive, but I just know that, you know, the quality is there, Yeah, you know, and you can find some people to help you. They say hello and good morning or good afternoon. Can I help you find something? Did you find everything okay? At Walmart, I mean, if you look 
an employee in the eye, I mean, like, they'll turn away and walk away. Real, <laughs> real quick. So yeah, you saved some yeah, money right. on that t-shirt you were going to buy, but exactly. it took you forever to find it because nobody would help you. <laughs> exactly. Or there's one cashier. Right. <laughs> there's like Not lines. one cashier. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's how it be. Like, it's like one cashier and then like they have, you know, like the other lanes, but it's like the self-checkout, but you know, that one, um, that one cashier has like 20 people in the line. Like, yeah. Anyways, per event, what is the baseline desired percentage of, of what a vendor may take home? Now this is kind of getting a little personal Mm -hmm. and and I know that you can only speak for, you know, you and your team, but you know, but like, what is the ideal percentage? That's a really good question. And, and not to kind of show my full card, I will tell you that it's different from when I first chatted with you guys, my very first episode, when it was just me working out of my like other half of my bedroom versus me now with an, you know, a team of employees and an office space and things like that. I probably will, I actually probably bring home less today than I did then because of all the added expenses. Um, if I had to take a wild guess, I would probably say 15 to 20% is actually going to the person like is their take home and that's on a good day well it's a couple that they didn't have to do extra things for or they didn't have to go to a fourth meeting instead of just the two that they planned so that is like an ideal couple that really breaks things down into perspective for us yeah I didn't realize that but it definitely makes sense because your team has grown and now you have office space and everything like your business has grown and so mm-hmm. um but hopefully one day you can take a little bit more home. Ooh, I'm is, down the days. <laughs> yes, that is what we're praying for, for you, Jennifer. <laughs> and I do think that sometimes people think that, like, as a small business owner, like, we're, we're like, the, who, what duck is that that's, like, like in the bathtub of coins and dollars? Ain't that one of the, like, <laughs> I can't think of his name, but they think that's how we're sitting at home. And, you know, the more, when you own a business, you work more hours than you ever did working for somebody else. So yes, it may be like at that 15%, but I'm also working 20 hours a day instead of the eight hours that I worked when I worked for a company. So it's, it's a huge difference. And I don't think people, we're, everybody doesn't own Tesla. So this is not, yeah. I'm not Steve Jobs with this one. Yeah. I, and, and also like to answer your question, I think that was Daffy Duck, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's what how are brides slash couples supposed to know how much anything costs if it's not disclosed? So we're like changing lanes here a little bit in the conversation, but still, I think when it comes to wedding inflation, it's like, how do you even know that things are higher than what they should have been if you didn't even know what they were to begin with, you know? That's a fantastic question. You know, the first thing I would say is get a wedding planner slash coordinator. Um, Those people are fully entrenched into the wedding world. They know the current cost of things. They know how to break things down for you in a budget. They even understand after chatting with you what's important. That's the other big thing. Like, I think sometimes people want this blanket pricing for things. Um, And now that I'm back in my vendor seat, now my bride seat from the hot, hot questions, you know, I, I can only quote you for what you want. I can't quote you a blanket price. So that comes into play too. So when you get a coordinator or a planner in late, you walk them through what your priorities are, what your vision are, vision is, they can then come back to you and say, okay, 
I love that vision. I love that you want to walk on a bed of roses down the aisle. Just so you know, the labor to install the trust that will sit over the roses is going to be X amount of dollars. Is that still your vision? You know, so I think having a professional come in just like you would when you build a house, right? When you build a house, you say, I want this new marble floor for my kitchen, your general contractor is going to tell you, love that idea. The person I have to bring in to do that is going to cost X amount of dollars. You know, you, your budget is this, it's going to go over. I'm okay with that, but just so you know. So I think, yes, you should want to plan your own wedding and have your own details, but bringing in a pro will save you so much money and time and get you a lot of clarity that it'll be worth every dollar. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect explanation. Thank you. How, okay. So now this little personal pet peeve of mine, I don't (laughs) mind if this is in or not, but what I see, honestly, it's a little, I'm frustrated on behalf of brides and couples and grooms and people that really just have no understanding because I feel like we, Tania and I being in this podcast for now, almost three years and experiencing our own and each other's weddings, we have some understanding of how things go and kind of like working with vendors, working with family, working with all of that. Like we understand all those nuances. The majority of people do not. And the majority of people don't have a lot of vendors sometimes. They're just trying to do it all themselves. So when I go online... Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. And I see a lot of the, oh, the price is the price. The price is going up, blah, blah, blah. Like all these, you know, little memes and reels and little jokes that vendors like to post as now a part of their marketing strategy, which is essentially just making fun of brides that cannot afford Mm -hmm. (laughs) these services. To me, I'm like, how is that supposed to attract people to you when you're essentially making people that already feel like wedding vendors are just scammers, essentially, Mm -hmm. and just take your money and run with like no real context of X, Y, and Z. And again, going back to the lack of just knowing how much things cost, how are those marketing strategies supposed to work? So I agree with you. I am not a fan of those marketing strategies and we do mm-hmm. not implement them here. Yes, you know, if off the record, just to, you know, you guys and the 80,000 people that are listening to us, but yes, the price is the price. We do not change our price, but- right. That is not how we present that. I think a part of our job as wedding pros, especially wedding planners and coordinators, is to educate our couples on why the price is the price. You know, we do something here at Event Shop Chicago where we have a launch meeting. That means we really just sit down with you and we go through everything and explain to you why maybe your design budget of $7,000 is not enough to get you what you want or why your dress budget of $600 is not enough to get you the dress you showed me pictures of. And it's not in a way where we talk down to our couples. It's like a class almost, right? We sit there and we break out our charts and we break out Excel sheets and we even break out past invoices of other couples and say, look, they this is how they charge for this. They charge you per napkin when you do upgraded linens. So yes, it is going to be expensive even though it's $3 a napkin, you know, so even table numbers, we need our couples to know what they're getting into. And the reason we do that launch meeting is because unfortunately we've had it in the past where couples come to us, they have this 
fantastic venue. It's sitting right on the lake. It has outdoor space, which is a prime commodity in Chicago. And they are now what we call venue poor because they spent 70% of their budget on this venue because they could quote unquote afford it. And now they cannot even have a hot dog at their wedding because to have a caterer bring in a hot dog makes that hot dog $20 a hot dog instead of two from the hot dog cart. So I think it's so important that wedding pros educate instead of talking down to our couples. Like you should just know, you should just know that this is the price. They don't know this is the price. I have no, I could not tell you how much it costs to build a couch. I have no idea what it costs to build a couch because that's not the industry I'm in. So when someone tells me that my favorite velvet couch with tufted buttons is $3,000, either I just got to buy it or I got to figure out how to get something I want that's closer to my budget because that is the price of the couch. And I have no idea how they got there or what the materials cost. So, you know, when blogs or Instagram people, when they say that, I do get a little angry with them because they don't know why this is the price. And it is our job to explain it to them. That is why we are the professionals. Ooh, yes. Let me tell you, I I see it so often. And I know, too, like from certain vendors, they're trying to attract a certain quality vendor, a certain vendor or not vendor, bride mm-hmm. or client. Yeah. They're trying to get people with a certain price point. But I think, do your actions line up with this? Do the materials you produce line up with this? Because there are reasons why certain vendors are esteemed in certain ways when others aren't. Mm -hmm. And we know we've already covered how a lot of vendors can still like, they're not making as much money as you think, but it's like, I think to attract that type of client that you're trying to get, there are other ways to just kind of go about it. Like even the clients that you do select, you know, it's just, it's all about how you present yourself and what you look like. And I think just from top to top down, like the whole experience, because like I'm in marketing. My day to day is marketing. I've been doing marketing for over a decade. So I understand the, like, this is one step of what you're doing. Like the, the marketers, I mean, not the marketers, the vendors that have the full CRM program laid out, you know, they have their honey book or Dubsado mm-hmm. connected, <laughs> all of that, you know, you're getting, you know, automated emails after you've done X, Y, and Z, after you sign the contract, you automatically get that, you know, next link to the invoice or the, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're getting a full process because they're organized and professionals. I feel like the, the, the ones that are always hollering about the price and making those jokes and stuff like that, they're the ones that are still like, maybe, maybe they're more professional than say auntie that you picked up on a local Facebook wedding group, no shade, but you know, <laughs> they exist. Um, but they're still, they still haven't taken their business all the way to that point of trying to elevate themselves as a brand so they can be taken seriously. So they're, mm-hmm. they treat sometimes their wedding vendor socials as is their private social or their personal accounts. When those are the type of jokes that you put on your close friends amongst your vendor friends and y'all laugh. But I'm like, when I see time and time again, that there are so many people that do not trust vendors, 
this does not help. And it's just not going to help. Yep. So I'm so glad that you're like, I, I see that type of stuff and I don't like it either. Because sometimes when I see it, I see like other vendors are like, oh, ha ha ha. Like, especially when it's a post, like, oh, somebody tags in and they laugh. Ha 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 ha. And it's like, why do we always have to take like the negative approach? You know, like I get sometimes like the negative is the joke. Like, okay, we get it. We've all seen that type of client or that type of bride. Like right. we've seen that type of person. We get it. It's funny. But someone else is seeing that and they're like, hmm, I don't like that they did that. I don't, well, I don't like that approach. Because there may be an opposite way to convey that same point but maybe bring some education to it or maybe like just take it from a different perspective where people aren't personally feeling like, well, dang, now you, you talking about my blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, right. like, was that about me? You know? Well, I will tell you that I have taken a different approach and we take the education approach. I will say, I don't know. I, this is a, it's not scientific, but let's say 20% of the couples that come to us with an unrealistic budget do so just because they are, they just don't know. They have absolutely no idea what a wedding costs. And right. when we walk them through, this is what you say you want. This is how you say you want it to look the aesthetic. They're like, oh, so I just need to get more money. Great. I actually have more money saved for this. I didn't want to use it for it, but I really want this band. So if you tell me this band is $12,000, fine, I'll come up with the money for it. I'm so glad you took the time out of your day to educate me on that in a polite and thoughtful way. I'm so happy to have you. Great. Let's spend that money. You know, and not that we do it and wanting them to spend the money. We do it so they know the difference. But when they get the education, they are more inclined to make better decisions and support the vendors that they want and get the quality they want based on knowing more. It's, it's really that simple. Exactly. I, um, I think, too, like there's they're missing opportunities, like even marketing opportunities. I mean, I feel like vendors, if you've listened to this episode, there have been so many things that we've said that's like, you should do this. You will automatically see results from such that includes putting the starting price point on your website, but also yes. like finding opportunities to teach and educate because we're going into this blind. We don't know a lot. And even if we've experienced, been a part of someone else's wedding party, bridal party, sometimes we still don't know everything. We don't know how much things cost. We don't know if we could do payment plans. We don't, you know, there's just a lot we're just not aware of. And we don't understand why things are where they are. So it's like, use that as an opportunity to help explain. Use right. that because once you are seen as someone they can trust, they will be more likely to give you money. Or if they realize, well, shoot, I wish I would have seen this when I was in my planning stage, but now my little cousin is planning. Mm -hmm. Let me tell her, you know, like you never know how you're messing with your money when you do stuff like that. And especially the last few years have been kind of rough. So I'm thinking, why would you do stuff to potentially mess with that even more? You know, like be that gap. That, that's that's it. Not just providing a service that somebody else provides. You have to be the differentiator. Like what makes you different 
as a hairstylist or what makes you different as a coordinator or what, whatever, what makes you different? What makes you the one that someone should invest in versus someone else? And I think it starts top down. Also really knowing about your like customer journey and the experiences and the thoughts they're going through. But, you know, anywho, that's, that's me now starting to think too markety. <laughs> Some of these folks think about the, the waves of the journey and all those things and the different touch points. If y'all want to, y'all could hit us up on the side. We do consultations, but <laughs> yes, love it. But seriously, you know, that I'm glad you explained that because that's always been just a personal prick on my side. But um, I decided to also ask Ed a question. So I was like, hey, we're having this conversation. What's the question you would want to know? And he was like, well, are there any like signs that like, the prices are coming down or that like we're coming out of this wedding inflation period? Like, is there anything we would be able to notice that would tell us like, oh, things are calming down a little bit? It's like, oh, that's a good question. That is a good question, Ed. Thank you for that one. So I think that, (laughs) you know, I, I would not foreshadow them coming down anytime soon. I think as we watch everything else around us rise, it only makes sense for our, you know, our materials and prices and labor and stuff to rise as well. I will tell it that, um, that um, wedding planners and coordinators were the last group to raise their prices. So we tried to stay true to pricing according to the Knot and Wedding Wire and some other blogs. We try to stay true to pricing for the last year and didn't kind of like gouge it based on just what was going on around us. It really came down to the need and like the need for labor. So that's kind of like a little, I don't know, pat on the back, I guess. But I don't see it. I think the signs that we will see will be the economy itself, right? Like it'll be based on, can people drive somewhere this summer without having like take a horse instead of a car? You know, will like people be able to do other things? Will the price of food go down? Will we even get food in a grocery store? Though all those things will affect the wedding industry pricing too. Oh, I was going to ask, well, like, will people continue to still have extravagant weddings? <laughs> but I'm guessing they will. They will. They definitely will. Yeah. They definitely will. What would ever stop that? Like, yeah, yeah. nothing. People nothing. will go broke to have the wedding of their dreams. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you this know, true. like, because there's still a part of weddings that's like, trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to Mm -hmm. like put on for somebody else. So it don't matter if we are seeing a hundred percent markup beyond on everything. It doesn't matter if gas is $20 a gallon. Somebody's still going to find a way to like change into three dresses and have the dry (laughs) ice clouds and the sparklers on their dance floor. Like they are not going to care at all. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Well, just know mm-hmm. that the price will be the price. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So last question. What advice would you give to a bride that is planning in this climate? I would say you, one thing that we tell our couples all the time is to pick three things that you are head over heels about that are a top priority for you. You cannot make everything a priority when you plan in this climate because, you know, it's just so unpredictable. I think once we get those three things, if it is food, DJ, and makeup, or if it's flowers, food, and music, 
Um, you know, when you pick those three, it really helps us as your planning team figure out where we can help cut costs or reduce costs, right? So if you don't select invitations, then we kind of go to a big box store and we get just like, you know, not plain, but base level invitations. We don't have to do custom that's almost $20 a pop. When you are clear about your vision and what is important to you, it helps us navigate the things that are unimportant to you to keep you within your budget. When you come to us and say that everything is important to me, then there's no way for us to help you because we need to know where we can make cuts that won't sacrifice your wedding day. That's seriously a gem. Um, I think in the beginning of my planning process, um, I sat down with my now husband and talked about, you know, okay, like what's more important to you? Because, because that's where we're going to spend the most money. Mm -hmm. Um, anything else? Yeah, no, we are not going to spend that much money. So, you know, so like, let's figure that out right now. So, you know, we can see exactly where our money's going to go. So that's definitely a gem. And you use it as your North star, right? So if you never mentioned getting married on a Saturday, then if you want to be on the lake, then you get married on a Friday or a Sunday and you save the money because the lake was more important to you. And Mm -hmm. there's no wrong answer. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was our last question. So... I guess we'll dive into the vendor shadow. Okay. So um, we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Jennifer, who would you like to shout out this week? So I am super excited about a few vendors. I actually like was really, really happy to write this list because I can't wait to tell you guys about them. Um, one is SNS Wedding Films. I've had the chance of working with Sean and Sean a few times now, and they just like knock it out the park every single time. I mean, they are videographers, but I like to call them cinematographers because they really are creating a, a like a trailer and a teaser that tells your love story. Um, I'm going to make sure I post some more of their stuff over on my uh, Instagram soon because they are just so amazing. I'm going to stay in the photo video world and also talk about Candace Sims photography. So we work together this weekend and every time she sends photos, my jaw drops to the floor. Um, Candace has a perfect kind of like light and airy editing, but here's the kicker, right? Usually when I see people edit light and airy for black people, I'm be honest, it looks like we're washed out. We look like ghosts. Candace has nailed it. It is absolutely gorgeous. You still feel like you're in the clouds, but you're also still black and not like, you know, gray. It is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then stand on trend with photo video. I love ERA photography. Um, You know, she is, um, her editing is amazing. And I love it because it's kind of like exotic a little bit. I don't even know that's the right word. So you got to go and check out her website and see, but it really gives you kind of like a living life kind of edit a lot of candidates, a lot of beautiful shots. Um, and I mean, this group is just amazing to work with. Like when we, when I help you guys pick vendors, I usually pick people I love working with because they're just fun. I have to spend 12 hours with them. So they bring a good energy and a good vibe to your day. You do not want to draft a photographer. You have to get along with your photo team and your planning team. Otherwise you will have a terrible wedding day. Ooh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so like the fact that you were talking about like the light and airy, you were absolutely correct because it is so hard to find a light and airy photographer that that does not wash our skins out. So um, I think even for our um, wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think like when 
Issa got married and, you know, I think her, her photographer was definitely a light and airy type photographer. And, um, it I think. It wasn't black. Huh? Going, yeah. It wasn't black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And so, um, yes. Thank you so much for giving us Candace. Cause I'm pretty sure the girls will want to go ahead and look out for her and book her because, you know, um, yeah, like Issa definitely, I mean, her photos were beautiful. So, um, so yes. So definitely look her up. Yes. All right. So Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I am going to shout out a makeup artist that did one of our Hubu's faces recently. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Natalie was beat down. She was so beautiful on her day. And that was partially due to her makeup artist, Abisola, who you may know on Instagram as Makeup by Asha B. And she has been named a Forbes under 30. Okay. She is either in the United States or she's in Nigeria. So it doesn't matter where you are. She can accommodate your face if, you know, it works with her calendar. Um, but she really does a very beautiful glam face. And if that's the look you're going for for your wedding day, whether it's kind of a soft glam, a little sultry glam, what have you, look her up. So again, her Instagram is makeup by Asha B. And her name is Abisola. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right but gorgeous, gorgeous. Tania, who are you shouting out? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out a photographer who is based in, I'm, I'm just going to say the UK, because um, I'm not quite sure exactly where he's located, but his, his photography style is beautiful. Um, he's almost like a fine arts slash documentarian. His name is Timmy Ocean. Um, you can find him on Instagram at Timmy Ocean Studios on Instagram. His photographs are amazing. You know, you can actually feel the image that he is shooting. So if you want a photographer and you are based in the UK area, of course, he travels. Everyone travels. But if you just love his work, definitely book him. And that's what I have this week. Awesome. Where can people find you if they want to know more, if they want to retain your services or just, you know, be all up in your business. So we hang out all the time on Instagram. So you can find us at event underscore shop and shop is S-H-O-P-P-E. So event underscore shop underscore C-H-I because we're from the shy. Um, and then you can always hit us up on our website, which is www. Yes, I am old. I still say that part. I'm a, I grew up with Oregon Trail. Um, eventshopchicago.com. So again, shop is S-H-O-P-P-E. We would love to hear from you. Drop in our uh, like contact or hit us up on Instagram. Um, some of our blogs cover a lot of this. We talk about like what to do when you get the ring. We talk about how to plan a wedding in crazy Chicago with like festivals and all the things happening at closed down streets. So, I mean, we would love to hear from y'all. You said Oregon Trail. <laughs> that brings back memories. <laughs> There's going to be sorry. somebody that's like, what's um, that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I forget there are people on here that are like, 
late 90s, starting to be early yeah. 2000s. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like really? early 2000s that are like, oh, oh my God. My copywriter yes. was like, you don't have to say the WW. I was like, well, how will people know? They were like, everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's funny. hilarious. Like I did this video on TikTok once about like, oh, these are some songs you should like, you know, think of for like certain moments on the wedding day. And I was like, oh, this is the old school. And they're like, uh, like, uh, that's old, old school. I was like, <laughs> What you mean? Like, don't tell me Tony Braxton is now old school. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> like boys to men. Like, that's what we grew up on. To me and Eric Benet is old school now. Like, where are we? It's a sad day. It Oof. is. We have we now are. reached that that time frame in our lives where we're considered old. Right. So. But we're just mm-hmm. in our like mid-30s. Like exactly. We're in exactly. our 30s. How are we old? <laughs> right. But you know what? Like what I see now is old and what I thought was old growing up are two different olds. Cause like that is true. To me, old is like, oh, you're in your like late eighties and nineties. Like, oh, you you're in your sixties or seventies. Oh, they still young. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, to me that's not like old. Like No, it's you know. not. It's not. <laughs> that's our like our that's in our parents' age. <laughs> <laughs> right, like in right. their 60s and you know and they still kicking right mm-hmm. like moving mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. not needing help you know at all mm-hmm. times have changed still <laughs> dropping it down to the ground and everything so yeah girl so, yeah, i got that video of your mama yeah <laughs> girl, i saw that i'm like what <laughs> like where'd she learn that from <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, Jennifer. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's always a good time to hang out with you too. Yes, for sure. You are like one of our absolute faves for sure. Like we don't gush about a lot of folks, but we gush about you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Let me go tell my family I'm a big deal. They don't know (laughs) (laughs) You a celebrity out here, you know, like... If you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on huido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sorry on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.